G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brekkie with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Ain't no mountain high enough, Barnsley. Well done, Sam. That actually ticks two boxes. It does tick our box coming into the World Cup, but also ticks the box of the recipe Vanessa has just sent me. Vanessa Gibson from the newsroom has just sent me a a recipe for brownies that have Vegemite in them. Like, what? How does Vegemite... Come on, that's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be... Someone's got to be accountable for this. So, I'm with you. I mean, Vegemite, it can go in so many places, but brownies, why would you do that? What the hell would that taste like? Anyway, uh, ain't no mountain high enough. Look, one of the highlights of the World Cup, any World Cup, not just cricket, is the David and Goliath battles and where David wins. Hey, climbing that mountain, you're up against a superpower, you're a minnow of the sport, and you take them down. We're hoping that is not tonight when the Netherlands take on Australia. The Dutch have already had their turn at doing that, taking down South Africa. But one man we all know fondly does know what it's like. 167 games for Queensland. He is the state's third highest wicket taker. He's played 12 tests. He's baggy green number 316. He's also played 52 one days. In fact, one of them was when the pig was released at the Gabba that had beefy, both of them on one side. Yes, but he also knows what it is like to be a minnow taking on some of the world's best. For two years, he was coach of Zimbabwe in the early 2000s. It's a bit like Sun Tzu and the Art of War. Knowing your enemy, knowing what's coming, what's their motivation... Well, let's find out. Carl Rackerman, a very good morning to you, mate. The mindset of David and Goliath. Can you talk us through it? <laughs> good morning, Ben. Uh, look, that's absolutely right. And um, coaching Zimbabwe was um, a great two years of my life. What a fabulous experience it was. But um, we had some success. We we lost more than we won. But when we had success, it was pretty exciting. And we, we had a, a good side uh, with players capable of doing good things, but getting it all together on, as one on the same day was a bit tricky. But, but it did happen, and um, we always went into games talking about how we're going to play, um, how we're going to attack them with bat and ball, and with a view to winning a game. We went into every game with that mindset, um, how can we win it? Um, never once was it that, oh, we, you know, we, we can't win. We never, ever took the field thinking like that. So, um, yeah, and we had some great success along the way. I'd imagine, I mean, human nature suggests when you're looking at the, that mountain to climb, you go, well, it's truth. How are we going to do this? Do, do you not mention the opposition in that way and what they do bring, or do you just talk about your strengths and, and you said about how we're going to attack them? Is there is there a clear way not to mention the opposition or not to mention that mountain? Or do you say, hey, we are going to climb this. This is Everest. Let's go. 
Look, we we knew um, we're up against good opposition at times when you're playing the best. Um, we were in Australia, in fact, in um, what was that early 2000? Um, no, early 2001 for the triangular one-day series. There was the West Indies and Australia and us. Um, I think we beat the West Indies twice in, in that series and we really gave Australia a fright a couple of times. But our team meetings, and, and Australia at the time was the best side in the world, um, and particularly with their bowling with McGrath and uh, Brett Lee and Shane Warne, uh, principal amongst them, but... Uh, Look, how do we how do we milk runs off Warney without getting out, without doing anything silly? Don't let him damage us. And we looked to take Brett Lee on. We saw him as a guy that we could get after. And if we if we were successful against Brett Lee, um, that that put us in a position to put a good score on the board. And and we did um, in the last game of the series in Perth. Uh, what did um, Australia score 300 or did we need 300 to win and they got 299, something like that. Um, and we fell one run short. We almost got the runs in Perth. Uh, it was a terrific run chase. And we really went out there looking to beat Australia. Um, that was the mindset. And look, there's no point taking the field unless that's the way it is. Carl, the, the win that they've had against South Africa, the Netherlands, uh, and leading into tonight, when when you did take on some of these teams and beat them, you had success against uh, well, you had success against New Zealand in, in New Zealand's backyard, and and also against India. When you do get a win like that, how much confidence do you get going forward? Because I'm assuming that's what the Netherlands are going to have tonight, heading into this game against Australia. Yeah, well, you get a lot of confidence, and and that's right. Bringing up that series in New Zealand was just before the one-day series in Australia I was just talking about. We went to New Zealand. We played one test match, which was a draw, which we had the better of that game, but rain got the better of the match. Uh, But we played a three-game one-day series. Ahead of that series, the New Zealand coach actually made the point um, nothing less than a 3-0 result um, to New Zealand will be acceptable. He said that in a press conference. So we promptly won the first game of three. So um, (laughs) uh, that was dust for him from there. But um, they won the second game and uh, very lucky to do that. But they did. And we went to Auckland and they scored batting first 270-something at Eden Park in Auckland. We were actually five for 70 or 80, I think, from memory. So in in a bit of trouble. But Andy Flower was still at the crease and he had a big partnership with Dirk Villeneuve and then Streak was still to come and uh, we finished up Streak hit six over cover to hit the winning runs um, with nine balls to spare. We were nine down, um, but that was some win and it was Zimbabwe's first one-day series win away from home. They'd won a couple of series um, in Zimbabwe but never away from home. So that was a huge achievement and ahead of the one day as we're going to in Australia, it really did um, give us a a bit of tonic and and help in that belief in each other in the dressing room, but but in the group as one uh, of what we can achieve. And uh, 
we had another instance against India in the test series. It was two test series um, in Zimbabwe. Uh, at the time, India were getting a lot of stick for not being able to win a series outside of India. And they won the first test of two and was like a foregone conclusion they were finally going to get an away series win it didn't matter it was against Zimbabwe it was still an away series win and we won the second test we had to get 160 odd in the second innings to win and um, we got them about six down and that was a huge comeback to against India who were full strength I think except for Harbich and Singh but they still Mm. had good spinners but all the batsmen were there it was it was a it wasn't uh, an also ran team. They sent their A team minus one spinner, and uh, it was a sensational achievement. And uh, a couple of unheralded players really uh, chipped in there. A bowler by the name of Brighton Watumwa, um, who hadn't played a lot of top line cricket, just bowled the house down. Uh, Streaky was great, um, and and Andy Flower, and the, the, that was a test match where everyone came together at the right time. And, and we beat India, which was, you, you just never forecast that, but that's what happened. So it can be done. And, and when it does, you're, you're right to say, uh, you know, you get that bit more spring in your step and it's that bit more self-belief. But um, look, really and truly, uh, if, if Australia lose tonight against Holland, well, um, things are grim, aren't they? Yeah, no, you're exactly right, mate. And that's why it could be a danger game for Australia tonight. Uh, Carl, almost out of time. Before I let you go, um, I'm asking about Vegemite this morning. 100 years. It's the birthday today of Vegemite. Are you just a straight-up Vegemite and toast man, or do you have a do you have a, a secret little tonic with Vegemite? Oh, look, I'm going to let you down here, Ben. I actually don't eat Vegemite at all. Hang on, what? Um, Why? No, no, I'm, Why? Not a, I'm not a Vegemite eater. I just never really got into it. Um, so you've tried yeah, it, though. I that, that's that's uh, that's a cross against my name, isn't it? Yes, certainly, <laughs> certainly. But no, I just don't do Vegemite, so I can't help you. Hey, hey mate, we're learning a lot today, Carl. We're learning a lot today. I love that. <laughs> Vegemite. See, not too many people own up to that. Maybe they do. Hey, mate, thank you for the insight. I really appreciate it. We wanted to get a handle on the David v Goliath battle that faces uh, Australia tonight when it comes to the Netherlands, and I thought you'd be the perfect man to do it. Appreciate your time, Mocker. Uh, Carl Rackman, former coach of Zimbabwe, among, any, among other things, obviously wearing the baggy green for Australia, uh, but not flying the Australian flag when it comes to Vegemite. Dear, oh, dear. Not a, not a slide at all. It's just I'm getting my eyes open this morning. Uh, 13 13 0467 736 736. We'll get back to your text calls in just a moment.